This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. It's Earth, French Lick, Indiana to be exact. Ben, Donna, and Mrs. Sheffield arrive in the middle of the night, having finally managed to get in contact with Julie. Julie! Julie, are you here? Uh, why ever are you whispering so loudly? Hmm? I mean, it's absurd. Either whisper quietly, so no one can hear you. Oh, shout! So Julie can. I should very much like to measure my normal voice against your ear-splitting whisper. Hmm? I mean, which one do you suspect is likely to garner attention? Hmm? Take a guess, Mr. Man. Aren't you a spy of some sort? Oh, my! Oh, no, you've guessed my secret identity. Oh... What's a girl to do? Clever sausage. You don't exactly make it difficult. Black suit, sunglasses, lurking in the shadows, your horrifying car. Oh, and there's the ask me about my spine button on your bulletproof vest. Julie! (laughs) That is genuinely ridiculous. (laughs) You talk in a normal tone to the person right next to you and whisper shout at the person who clearly can't hear you. What sort of logic are you employing here, Ben? Yeah, I can hear him. (gasps) Julie! Hello, love. All right, all right, you can loosen your grip a little. You talked to me on the phone 11 minutes ago. Did you really think something had happened since then? I'm so glad to see you. Why are you wet? I had to duck into the pond on the 8th hole earlier when Tiberius decided to go for a late night stroll. Can I borrow your towel? I don't have a towel. There you are, dear. Why do you have a towel? Why don't you? Whatever. Someone's gonna spot us. Let's let's get out of here. Oh, come on. What's your rush? Hmm? It's a beautiful moonlit night at hole 17 of a very posh golf course. 
Oh, there's no one here but us. And a sniper, of course, but uh, he hasn't spotted us yet. Sniper? Wild Eye Charlie? Oh, he's harmless. I doubt he could hit the inside of a baseball field if he were standing in it. He shot at me a week ago and winged a guy fixing power lines. Someone's been shooting at you? Why the hell are you just out here hanging around? Well, A, hanging around is how I get information. B, this crowd is incompetent. So incompetent they make the crew of the Oz-9... Uh... What? Never mind, I can't actually make that work. But, uh, see, the buildings in this resort are beyond creepy. Cool, but creepy. I'm more comfortable out here. I have a sleeping bag hidden in one of the roughs. And, uh, well, that sounds hazardous. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Hazard. See you on the and, did a joke. Actually, it, it is hazardous. Uh... I'm, I'm far more likely to get hit by an errant golf ball than a bullet. Sometimes I take pity on them and roll the ball back into the fairway. This is horrible! I can't believe you've been taking risks like this. Oh dear, Ben, 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 Benny, Ben, Ben. I imagine the risks he's taken during your marriage would make Jason Bourne fertilize his trousers, to put it mildly. You? She's a botanist, aren't you? Yes, I am! Well, see that tree right there? Oak! That plant? Gorse bush. She's an endobotanist, you know. What the hell is that? Oh, now see what you've done. You've woken Charlie. Well, before he gets lucky and manages to hit one of us, uh, perhaps you should find some shelter in your own time. Let's go, Ben. I'll explain everything when we're safe. Safer. Everything? Most things. Really? Some things. One big thing. Well done, Charlie. Goodness, that one only missed me by, what, 15 yards or so? 20? After you, Julie. This way, and keep your head down. Where are Donna and Glenda? Oh, uh, Donna's looking for parking. It's a bastard at this time of year around here. Yes, we uh, dropped Glenda off in her uh, hot. She, uh, She said she had some business to attend to. Ouch. I hope her business has a life insurance policy. Oh. Assassin business. She told me she was going shopping. <gasps> Did she? Ooh, what for? Is now the time to talk about what she's getting at the mall? Yes, shopping is sort of her tell. What she says she's buying reveals how her target will meet their end. <laughs> I mean, shoes, lipstick, a little... Popcorn machine or a slush maker. Yeah. Oh, it's not a belt, I hope. Uh, stamps, I think. I guess that's why she laughed when I said we could drop her off at the post office. Stamps. <laughs> oh, yikes. Stamps is bad? Oh, very bad. Poor soul. I didn't know Terra Hawk had a zoo. Zoo? Thelonious, I hear rustling. Do you? Would I bother to say so if not? You are not the sort of fellow one wishes to make idle conversation with. Of course. Shall I go beat about the bushes? If you must. What are you doing? I'm arming myself. With my nine iron? I think not. Take Jeffries in case you kill someone. We can pin it on him. What an excellent idea. There's genius in my DNA. Is there? 
Not there, Felonius. Over there, where the voices were coming from? Damn it. We've been spotted. Good news, sir. I think I found our spy. Come out, young lady, for I thrash the shrubbery and you soundly. Oh, well said, Felonius. Ouch! Oh, Charlie's been practicing. Threw the golf club right out of his hand. Good one, Charlie. Not Charlie. Look! Oh, hey, no. How about you just leave that club on the ground where I put it? Or I'll have to fill you with so many holes, we could lace you up like a pair of Iron Rangers from Red Wing. What is she talking about? A kind of boot from Minnesota. She uh, filled us in on all things Minnesotan on the 500-hour drive here. Yay. Only 500? Felt more like a thousand. Yeah, well, she just saved our skins, so I'm good with that. Whatever is going on? Who is that madwoman? No idea, sir. But I appear to be bleeding rather heavily. It's barely a scratch. You must be from Wisconsin. Stop bleeding instantly. You're making a mess of the green. Wait till she gets going on Lucky Charms. (laughs) You uh, may prefer the bullet. All right, gents. I want to see you waving your phalanges. I beg your pardon. I am a gentleman. She means put your hands up. She could just say so. Now throw your golf cart keys into the water. What? I walk 18 holes back to the clubhouse in a pair of Salvatore Ferragamos? Never. Well, I wouldn't want to ruin your shoes. <laughs> These cheap things. Uh, but no one wears Ferragamos on grass. They don't even have tassels. Throw your keys into the pond. There's a good fella. Maybe your hench person there will give you a piggyback raid. Hurry up, no. Time's a wasting. Maybe keep the keys and we can use the cart to escape. Oh, oh certainly. Yes, there's uh, nothing like escaping at a brisk walk. Gentlemen. Very well. Wow, someone actually hit the thing they were aiming for. That's the first on this course. Oh, let's just go whole hag and pitch the mobiles in there too, okay? No use you calling for backup while we're heading for the hills. You realize our sniper will take care of you any moment now. Charlie? Nah, he's a sweetie. Where do you think I got this rifle from? You might send someone to untie him when you get back, though. Phones, boys. Wow. Ton is a force. She is. Indeed. Okay, now start walking. First one to look back gets turned into a pillar of dead, Bella, alrighty? Shoo! Lenius. But, sir, it's nearly four miles back to the clubhouse. <laughs> oh, 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 Okay, y'all, you can come out now. That was amazing. Oh, that. <laughs> hey, I found the greenhouses. We should probably take a look while no one's there. Can't we just get out of here? We've got Julie, let's go! That's not really why you're here, sweetie. Which way, Donna? It's a hike. Let's take the cart. Hmm. Yes, I believe the keys are in the pond. Oh, no worries. That pond's so full of golf balls, the keys bounced off. I saw land over there. I know you're talking, but all I can hear is babble. Fish out the keys, please, Ben. It'll be far quicker than walking. Ah, I thought the cart was too slow. Oh, sweetie, you've never met a Minnesotan, have you? 
I've rigged dozens of snowmobiles for speed. I reckon a golf cart's a snap. True to her word, Donna is able to speed up the golf cart. As our earthbound crew head to the greenhouses to see what's inside, back on the Oz-9, Le Bichon Frise's transformation is causing considerable alarm. Fix it! Fix it! Fix it! Fix it! Fix it! Fix it! Although it's not everyone's primary concern. Could we possibly forget about Leech's shirt for a moment? Did he just... saunter? Oh, that was definitely a saunter. I can't wait to hear why that's important just at the moment. The Bichon Friese's never suffered from a lack of confidence. Yes, but this is different. Look, I know you've only known the cartoon version, but the real thing is deadly. And that was the real thing. Damn it, I was really hoping for an answer I could make fun of. What are we all doing down here? Oh, goodness. That's a very big fern. Perhaps we should exit and uh, shut the door very, very quickly. It's all Gah! right. They're the good kind, apparently. So, still invisible, I see. Or uh, don't see. <laughs> I have made my first joke on this level of the ship. <laughs> Anybody? Uh, Leet, my boy, you are looking very colorful. You have found your shirts. Actually, the plant in the middle grew it for him. Or something. Ah, I see. I would uh, perhaps launder them before wearing, just to be certain. Now, I would suggest a hasty exit. But they're the good kind. Yeah, sure, this one and that one, certainly. But you see that other one at the far end, eh? It is looking rather less benign. So that's good? Please, don't use that word. Uh, you can explain that later, but I think for now we should be making with the quickie out the door the gozy, okay? Okay. Move along. Hop, hop. Did you happen to see the Bichon Frise on your way down? Only the back of him, walking away. He seemed rather saucy to me. The plant healed him. He's back to full strength. Looks like your work has been done for you, Doctor. I am begging your pardon? We know you were healing him. Ah. Uh... Uh, and was someone perhaps changing the settings on my healer card? I don't think you get to accuse other people of anything right now, Doc. Yes, well, I uh, see I have some explanationing to do. Why do I need to launder my shirt? It uh, could be a parasitical life form that is draining you of your nutrients as we speak. Off with the shirt! Yes! And may I just say with no little satisfaction that absolutely nothing that has gone wrong today has been my fault. Perhaps we could all gather on the bridge for some talkings. Why should we trust anything you say? You did, at one point, plan to let the ship explode with all of us on it. You understand why that makes you difficult to trust. How could everything have gone so completely wrong? I'm having that engraved on the Allstein crest. It's basically our motto. Everyone to the bridge, please. Everyone to the bridge. Except the Bichon Freeze. You can report to an airlock if you like. Captain Tracy and Greg. I sent them to the bioswamp to get a mold clipping. We may need it down here. Captain, but only because Madeline said I have to. Jesse, were you able to get some mold clippings? Not yet. 
You bloody zebra keeps eating them. I can't help it. He's a scientist. Both of you, report to the bridge and watch out for Albert. Aye, aye. Does she seem crabbier than normal? I didn't think it was possible, but yes, she does. I should make her some more swamp perfume. Well, if it doesn't cheer up, at least you'll be able to smell her coming. Why does the computer use the intercom? Aren't you everywhere? The computer has a name. Oh, apologies. In the scientific world, everyone prefers being called by the title they've earned. Oh. I'll do better in the future, Olivia. Stunned speechless. I would never have believed it possible. Welcome aboard, Dr. Theo. All right, everyone, take a seat. Greg, didn't Jessie come back with you? She said she was hungry and headed for the kitchens. She'll be along in a bit, I reckon. Could we just start without her? If she's gone to eat something, we may be waiting a while. By the look of the Bichon Frise, we don't have a great deal of time to waste, Captain. Okay. Doctor? Yes. yes. Sorry, Dr. Von Haberzetzer. How about you let us know what you're really doing aboard this ship? This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's log, star date. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp pooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow. We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any link subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. Imagine, if you will, a group of space travelers gathered on the bridge of their decrepit ship, desperate for the information upon which their very survival depends. Now hold that thought while we segue briefly to the kitchens where Captain Jesse is preparing a snack. Le Bichon Frise has joined her, but why? Hello. Do you think you scare me? I just spent 20 minutes in an Albert-infested swamp, and that was not even remotely the scariest thing I've faced today. So save your sneaky out-of-the-shadows allos. I'm looking for anything that's even vaguely ham-like, and if you piss me off, you'll do. Got it. Away, mon capitaine. And save your suave Frenchifying for someone who cares. Are you familiar with the Oud Orleans or La Vieille Orleans? What did I just say about the French? In 1295, the kingdoms of Scotland and France created a formal alliance to protect each other against the constant invasions by the English. Your point? Sniff this. I agree. But still edible, yeah? Oh, I have eaten smellier cheeses, so yes, perhaps. If I may continue. If you really have to. My point, Mon Capitan, is that your country and mine have a history of allegiance against a common enemy. Hand me the mustard, will you? 
I do not recognize any of these things as mustard. Perhaps you could point to it? It's the yellow stuff, you bark. This is a rather alarming shade of yellow. Made from yellow flag, Iris. Is it safe? Unlikely. Bite. <laughs> I will abstain. Thank you. So, what you're saying is, we should ally ourselves against you. Madeline, Olivia, or the Albatross. Perhaps against them all, including our pair of doctors. I am uncertain who poses the biggest threat about these sheep. See, now that I'm sure about. The biggest threat aboard this ship, as of about 30 minutes and one very big plant ago, is you. All the more raison to enter an alliance with me, eh? Look, French poodle, I just want an hour to eat my sandwich and endure any consequences thereof in peace. All right? <laughs> you see, I really must have an answer now. If you are not with me, then I fear I must kill you. And perhaps blame it on the sandwich. <laughs> Freeze. Here's the thing. Olivia may not be terribly fond of me, but she's a damn sight less fond of you. She may well be listening into this conversation right now, but if I give her a shout, she will for sure. Unless you fancy a quick whip, or perhaps a slow lingering death in your bunk as she sucks out the oxygen, I'd walk away. And as soon as I do, you call Olivia anyway. No, I won't. I'm tired, Freeze. And as much as I'm enjoying eating semi-lethal sandwiches, Depending on a half-fried repair bot and answering to a captain who couldn't steer a canoe straight in a bathtub, if a bit of debris from the 6748 floated by, I'd hitch a ride without thought. Survival be damned. I hate this ship, and I bloody hate playing second fiddle to a captain who doesn't know which way is up. And yes, I know there's no up in space, but I bet she doesn't. So, you're saying yes? I'm not saying no. Very well. Think on it very carefully, Captain Jesse. You know you're my assassin. You came from my ship. Under my command. If I agree to work with you, we're not partners. Understand? I am perhaps not so loyal to the code as the albatross. Excusez-moi, Captain. Hang on. Your tracker is on, isn't it? Don't I see it blinking behind your ear? Oui. Joe has activated it. Ah, well done, Joe. You know, it's more than a tracker. Yes. I believe he mentioned something in passing. What else is it? Leverage. <laughs> okay. I really thought that was going to be more about sandwiches. Well, back on the bridge... If I could interrupt for just a minute... He hasn't actually said anything yet. Please, go right ahead. My kidneys are ringing. Is that some sort of odd euphemism for needing the toilet? <laughs> That's where the phones are. Who is it, Greg? Hello, dears. Mrs. S here, along with Julie, Donna, and, um, uh, Ben. Yes, we're all together at last. Are you safe? Ah, not even remotely. (laughs) 
that uh, no one's waved a gun at us for at least an hour. <laughs> is, um, is Dr. Theo handy? I'm here, Mrs. Sheffield. Oh, Theo, baby, could you, um, could you take a look at something for us? We're, uh, we're in the G2 greenhouses. Take a look? How? Greg, can you stand in front of a blank wall and open your mouth? You're joking. Just hurry, please. The will the indignities never end. I hear voices. Hurry up. On it. What does she mean, on it? Donna is a crack shot. Apparently they get rabid marmots or something in Minnesota. Not marmots, badgers. And where did she get a gun, I am asking? Right, sorry. I've never seen anything like this. Have you, Dr. Theo? I'm familiar with domestic plants, exotic plants, plants from the jungle, the Arctic, and the deep blue sea, and I have never seen anything like this. Nor have I. But I think perhaps you should get out of there. Uh, Julie! Julie, hello? Hello, Mrs. Sheffield? They're gone, Doc. Dr. Theo, you've gone pale. What did you see? Those plants. I I don't know for sure, but... but, Yes, yes, I do. They weren't from Earth. Ah, gee. More questions than answers. That's new and different. Fancy a cup of something designed to match exactly to your individual tastes and nutritional needs? Gated Galaxies introduces the new and improved Nutrimatrix. Is it really tea? Or is it just something simulated to be entirely like tea? Purchase your Nutrimatrix today and be energized, or possibly de-energized. You've been listening to Aaron Clark as Ben and LeBichon Frise. Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Erie Alexander as Julie, Richard Cowan as Tiberius and Leet, Kevin Hall as Felonius and Greg, Bonnie Brantley as Donna and Jesse, Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline, Tim Sherburn as Colin, June Clark Eubanks as the Albatross, David Astier as Dr. Theo Brome, Eric Perry as Dr. Von Habesetzer, and me, Richard Nadalny, as your narrator. This episode was directed by June Clark Eubanks. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. This episode, number 42, is dedicated to Douglas Adams, the hoopiest fruit of them all. Until next time, space monkeys, narrator out. Hello, you magnificent podcast listeners out there. I'm James, the producer and GM for the Dimension Door podcast. If you're interested in listening to a mercenary... While they're trying to figure out who he is, I kind of walk over and try to shake him to wake him up. Hey, wake up. A wise woman... Do not touch my patient, sir. You typically do not shake a man near death. A doctor... Is he wearing glasses? Because if he's not wearing glasses, I could slap him, see if I could wake him up. But I wouldn't hit a guy with glasses. And a nurse... 
worse. Well, it's almost like this uh, this poor deer here uh, got stuck in some snow or something. He's got some coldness going on in his nose and his ears. Work together to figure out the mystery of a snowstorm in the midst of summer. Check us out. If that doesn't sound interesting enough, what if I told you that one of them permanently shrinks 10 inches in the first episode? Two of them are bipedal rats and one of them is literally a witch. We have an award-winning sound designer, a written adaptation of every episode, and a ton of fun. If any of that sounds interesting, check us out as we play through Paizo's Pathfinder Reign of Winter campaign. You can find us at DimensionDoorPodcast.com, on Twitter at DimensionPod, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. Modes of thought in Interran literature. Second year classics, Harbridge University. Seven years ago, a Chinese military sub accidentally went down in the Pacific Ocean. Turns out, the sub fell smack in front of a gigantic three-sided pyramid in the ruins of what we now call Dark City. This Interran lit class. Seems like there's a lot of debate about it. Legally, I cannot stop you from teaching this class, but I strongly advise that what? you... You know what? If you want to tank your reputation, that's on you. You don't believe a word I say about Antara, right? You're right. I do not believe Antara exists. I need to know. Is it real? You came all the way to China to find out? Okay, everyone, get out right now. Now, Raquel, what the hell are you doing? I'm gonna cut my hand, and you're all gonna feel it. Ow! See? I told you. Modes of Thought in Interran Literature. An audio drama. Produced by Wolf of the Door Studios. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.